mother, often used in villages. Yalla. Come on. Zatar. A mixture of thyme, sumac, and sesame seeds. Zagarit. Ululations. Zaffe. Wedding party. Zallame. Man. Chapter 1. Bethlehem, West Bank, 2004. It's 6.30 in the morning. I stumble out of bed and splash cold water on my flushed face. The portable fan has been switched off during the night, probably by Siti Zainab, who sleeps with a thick blanket even in the sweltering summer nights. I grab my sister's toothbrush. For the past weeks, we've been sharing, but Mama was disorganized during last night's lifting of the curfew, and I still don't have a new one. We were permitted to leave our houses for two hours. We raced to Abu Yusuf's grocery store. By Baba's calculations, we had one hour and fifteen minutes to stock up, load the shopping into our car, and return home. Siti Zainab wanted to come, but it takes her an entire broadcast of Al Jazeera to raise her 86-year-old body from her armchair and walk to the toilet. Two hours don't cater for the Siti Zainabs of this world. With three-month-old Muhammad nestled close to her chest in a makeshift sling, Mama delegated. She sent me to the bread section. Baba, holding the hand of my seven-year-old brother, Tarek, was sent to toiletries. Jihan, my older sister, was sent to household cleaning products. Mama dealt with the rest. Baba bought five tubes of two-in-one shampoo, a dozen packets of soap, disposable shavers, sanitary pads, nappies, toothpaste, and toilet paper. In his panicked rush, Tarek wanted to play, he forgot a new toothbrush for me. I didn't complain. After all, the nappies were one size too small. Mohammed had it worse. Abu Yusuf stood behind the cash register with his wife and son, trying to cope with the mass of people falling over the counter with their goods, pushing and shoving to be served first. Jihan and I giggled at Abu Yusuf, whose face was flushed bright red as he jabbed at the keys of the cash register, while yelling out orders to his son and answering people's questions about where to find the lemon-scented detergent and three-ply toilet paper. Two women started yelling at each other, claiming first right to be served. Order? Um Yusuf cried out wearily. When will we ever learn to stand in a queue? When hell freezes over, Babar muttered, rolling his eyes at me. Mama approached us, her arms overflowing with goods. Why aren't you at the cash register? She shrieked. We don't have much time left. Baba shrugged with such lack of concern that Mama looked as though she might clobber him with the jar of pickles she held. Look at them, he said, gesturing at the mob of shoppers. We will be trampled and I'm wearing my best suit. I picked it out especially. You never know who you will meet when the curfew is lifted. Mama snorted. Trampled? Better flattened here than be out on the streets when the curfew is back on. Jihan's eyes met mine. I could tell that she found it as difficult as I did to believe that anybody, even a crowd, could flatten Mama. Sure enough, Mama pushed and heaved her body through until she reached the counter. Hell is as hot as ever. Baba whispered in my ear. As I brush my teeth with Jihan's worn, bristly toothbrush, I look in the mirror and I'm startled by my reflection.
It always seems as though a stranger is looking back at me. I stare at the twisted, contorted skin around my right cheek, the scarring that zigzags across my forehead. I raise a hand and cover the right side of my face. The left is mostly smooth, normal. Slowly, I lower my hand, and I am a stranger to myself again. I spit the toothpaste into the basin. Then I gargle three times, clean my nose, wash my face, pass water over the crown of my head, rub water on my arms, up to my elbows. Over the scab with the texture of tree bark that decorates my right elbow. A scab earned when I fell from the windowsill in my eagerness to meet my friend Sammy's dare. Sammy had thought I'd be too afraid to sneak into the staff room and pinch some sweets from the platter the teachers had left out on the table. But I wasn't scared.